Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Lukey Forbes. And Lukey has decided to throw his hat in the ring and run for mayor. Um, Lukey, you've never run for office before, have you? No. So this is a, a big undertaking. What made you decide and when? When did you decide so, to run? I decided to run in the beginning of this year when I seen that Kathy Seeing was running again and no one was opposing her. Um, I decided to run because as we've seen throughout time and time again, the George Floyd um, protest being the one to spark this movement. However, we've seen the same thing within Trayvon Martin, Emmett Till, the war on utility poles. We've seen this countlessly throughout the American, the, the country, our history, and everything to do with this nation. We've seen racism and these incidents of racist attacks happen. And our politicians constantly say that they don't know what to do. They don't know what changes to make that are beneficial to the community that can fix these these issues. So it is time that we're stopped. we stop saying that all we need is to gather more information because we already have over 400 years' worth of information and statistics. So it's time that we have action. And if our political leaders who are placed into these offices so that they can strategize for us and move for us to plan ahead for us, if they constantly say that they don't know, time that we decide that they don't deserve these positions. And we don't need to continue to elect these political people who are so cut off from society from either being so entwined with the political system itself or them being millionaires themselves. And they're so cut off from what the issues of working day people are that they don't make the policies that are beneficial towards us. They make policies more beneficial towards law enforcement and these corporate offices that sap the money out of working day people. And literally, they are not working for us. So that's why you know, I you mentioned, to run for you, public. You mentioned, you mentioned Emmett Till. Emmett Till murder happened many, many years ago, and it happened down south. Um, how does that relate to what's happening in Albany today? What I'm saying is our politicians have seen racism in its fullest from ages and ages ago to now. And what we're seeing go on, even in 2016, U Albany has put out a report on the discrepancies of the police department. And our recent audit has put out the discrepancies of the police department. And we're not seeing our political, our politicians say that they know what to do. They say that they don't know what to do. And that's disregarding that incident with Emmett Till, the incident with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, or Kimani Addison, or Elazar Williams. There are cases that relate to Albany, in Albany, and then there are cases that relate to the past. There's still racism that is going on right now in everyday America that our politicians say that they don't know it still exists, that they don't see it anymore. 
So we can't ignore anything that happens in our past or our presence because they all correlate. Regardless, this it doesn't regard the where it happened. It regards that it happened. We know it happens. We know it exists. And they're still saying that they don't know. There's a number of uh, Common Council members who are African Americans. Are they representing the city, uh, people in the city of Albany? Are they representing them well? What's your opinion? The people who have been in public office have been in public office, and we're still seeing the same issues transpire right now. The definition the definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different outcome. So if we're seeing these same public officials still enact policies that are harmful towards the community and not beneficial towards the community, we cannot say that they are for the community. What Albany has seen is a list of career politicians do politics. What we need is for community members to now hold public office and enact laws and policies that center around the community and put the community first and not on the back burner. Do you think that your candidacy will spur a number of people to decide to run for um, elected office in the city of Albany? Yes, yes. I definitely believe that what I'm doing will bring attention. What I'm doing will bring people encouragement. It will make people want to get involved in the political system, some for negative intentions, some for positive. And we'll just see that off of the campaign itself. Um, This campaign is definitely just going to bring a lot of awareness as to what is going on within our political system. Kathy Sheen has a lot of money uh, in this campaign, as she has in her past campaigns. Can you match that? And if not, how are you going to overcome it? So I definitely cannot match her money because, like I said, these millionaires who hold public office, they're so, they're so distant from what goes on in everyday's life. However, what I can do is because I'm so connected to everyday's life, I can connect the people who she would have to pay for a connection. I am directly connected with these people because I myself am a working day person. I still shop at Price Choppers. I still walk down the block. I still see these people each and every day. I am a community member. So I have more of a I'm not a politician nor am I trying to do politics. I am trying to literally, as I say every time, save this city. I am trying to move Albany into a future, into a future that is geared around community and inclusion. Have you lived in Albany? Were you born and raised in Albany? No. Personally, I'm from Brooklyn, Crown Heights. However, I have lived in Albany as well as I have worked around Albany for as long as I can remember. This is the first place that I've ever been employed, the first place where I've actually owned my own um, apartment and things like that. I have so many ties with the city of Albany and have worked so much for the city of Albany. Okay. 
So, you know, we're in the midst of a uh, pandemic, and people are afraid to associate with other people. They stay home and they don't do much. And the petition process is, is upon us. And you as a candidate have to get a certain number of petitions to qualify the, for the ballot. Um, do you think you're going to have trouble getting the required number of signatures? Um, the, getting signatures has been a little hassle because of COVID-19. I definitely don't want to put my team at risk, nor do I want to put the rest of the community at risk. And it kind of does become hard. I know the governor's office has done something previously last year to lower the amount of signatures. However, I believe that it is definitely necessary that we act as if this is 2021 and we definitely update the rest of our, our system, the way that we do go about collecting signatures in the first place. We, this is a, mm-hmm. a, a, a pandemic where Albany is one of the highest place, places right now for the amount of infections. So I feel as if we need to move that towards a virtual base and allow people to start signing virtually. We can still verify their addresses and whether or not there's city of Albany residents. We just should allow that to be more of a virtual thing. What do you envision if you become mayor of Albany? What would you like to see that's not now visible? So what I would like to see is inclusion, literally the non-segregation of communities, the, the equity flowing throughout the community. Right now what we see is a large poverty area within the city of Albany. In the inner cities, it is a high concentrated amount of poverty. And these red line districts that still exist is the reason of crime. We know that Albany, according to the Child's Opportunity Index, is one of the worst places to raise a black child because of the lack of opportunity for lower-income individuals within the city of Albany. So providing people these opportunities not only benefits society in a whole by lowering the crime rate, it also creates that more inclusiveness, that more community atmosphere. So that's what I would like to envision. And I also would like to envision a, a city that is more modern, that's more energy sufficient, that is more durable. Like currently the way that we redo our roads, um, it will have to be redone and repaired within the next three years. However, if we was to move towards solar roads, that's more durable as well as it generates it, it generates a source of power, it lasts for 20 years. So that actually saves taxpayers more money in the long run. So things like that that's more sustainable, that makes Albany more modernized is what I like to see. I want to see us move Albany into the future. And we have the capacity and the ability to do so. What do you think of the fact that the people in Albany really, they complain, but yet they really don't do much about what they're complaining about. What would you do to Um, solve that problem? I don't really see too many complainers and not doers. I do see a lot of people in Albany try to do. However, it is a lack of, it is a lack of opportunity. The programs that are out here, they need more financial support. 
However, the city of Albany does not do that. I know um, currently right now we have so many different grassroots organizations that are literally feeding themselves where these directors are now coming out of their own pocket in order to really kind of get things sustainable, where if the city of Albany was to help blossom the programs, we would see so much more action within our city. So many more people would have access to opportunity. Okay. Um, so you decided to to run for mayor just not too long ago. Was it a hard decision to make? Um, not really. I really want to change the conversation as if we don't know what the problems are. Like I said, you Albany has done studies. Out-of-state out of universities have done studies. We have done studies. There are so many studies about the different racial inclusions, the different racial disparities, the different health disparities, the different red-line districts within the city of Albany, the police brutality of the city of Albany. There has been so many different examples, reports made that we have, that we know. However, these things aren't being acted upon. So it was not a hard decision for me to say I would like to speak on these things, and if possible, I would like to change these things. I feel as if more people in our community need to start focusing on what it is that you can do personally to change our world. Because it's not only about Albany. Albany is the capital of New York State. New York is right. one of the most treasured places of America. If we change the policies of Albany, we can change the policies of New York. We can change the policies of America. If we change the policies of America, our great country has the, the power to change the policies of the world. We can right now save the world by saving the streets of Albany, and we can move the rest of the world into the future by moving Albany into the future. It's a pretty ambitious outlook. As you talk to people, do they share their outlook with you? Yes. Or they 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 think that what you're saying is uh, important, right? Yes. A lot of the different policies and 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 things that I have added to my plan and my agenda are created by a lot of the different organizations and are based off of a lot of the statistics, as, as I've been saying, where we know the, what the problems are in our community. So by fixing these problems, we make a better community. And if this is what everyone that actually is in the inner cities feel, not just the millionaires and the politicians, why are we not doing these things? Where these are literally what everyone is asking for. We're constantly doing the opposite of what everyone is asking for. When we ask for reform, they give us task force, and they say that they need to get more data. And then they send out surveys to a community that is the most affected by police reform through virtual aspects. However, we also know that this is the same community that lacks Internet. That same 26% of the community that lacks Internet is the same one that is facing the struggles of police brutality. So we won't actually get the correct 
information from these real people. But now if we ask them and they tell us what, we, what they want and we don't hear them, can we say that we are actually acting in the best interest of the community? Mm, okay. So um, campaigning. Campaigning goes hand in hand to me with, with signatures. Campaigning is different now because of COVID. Uh, before COVID, people would, you know, uh, walk door to door and meet them out and you know, in supermarkets and, and different places. How do you plan on campaigning in the age of COVID? Social media. Social media is one of the biz- biggest um, platforms where you can really campaign in the aspects of COVID. Um, definitely holding a lot of Zoom forms with actual individuals and even going on Facebook Live and allowing individuals to actually engage with you and communicate with you, um, really being involved with the community. I am someone who has a, like, I have an open inbox policy. Like, if you inbox me, I will reply to you. I will not leave you ignored. And if I can help you, I will help you. And if I can't, I'll direct you to who can this is what community is about, and this is what we are about. So literally moving forward, that's how I'm campaigning currently until um, COVID kind of slows down, and hopefully we can get the governor's office to kind of make more suitable changes to gathering signatures right now in the aspects of COVID-19. So, you know, I think I think the internet services might be out of reach to a number of people. A number of people may be in the city of Albany. If people do not have uh, internet services and those people might vote for you, how are you going to reach out to them? I definitely do a lot of phone calls. I do plan on um, handing out QR codes of different ways that people can um, contact me and really being exposed that way, as well as um, really displaying video, like I said. Okay. You know, I recently read in in the newspaper, uh, uh, and I actually I saw it online, an article that was written about Chris Church, by Chris Churchill, a number of months ago about the fact that you had a brush with the law. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how how are you uh, overcoming that in in the wake of, of mayoral race? At 15 years old, like most individuals growing up in the inner cities, I, I was lacking of opportunity and proper guidance. I was really running away from home um, because my mom, she was ill, and I really didn't know how exactly to deal with that as a young as a young boy growing up. I ended up a lot, around a lot of negative influences and was ended up being charged with assault in the first degree. Um, within my first two years of my three to nine year sentence, which I ended up doing seven years for, I read 236 books, 
and really just tried to focus in on developing myself mentally. And while in there, I actually had, like, my Spider-Man moment. And that means, basically, I realized where I allowed my co-defendant to harm that individual. I didn't do my part in really preserving his, 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 his sanity, his being. I really see from his perception and his family's perception how that harmed each and every one of them, even how it harmed his friends, how it harmed me, how it harmed my family members, how it harmed my, my friends and my close ones. And that really helped me step outside of myself and really learn about perceptions and, and different outcomes of people. That got me into the service field, and once I really got into doing service and helping people, that's where I kind of had the most fun in my life, and that's where my life really started to make sense and what I really felt my calling was at. So once I really had that Spider-Man moment when I was in prison, it just helped me really move forward in my life and really depict as to what I wanted to do. And what I want to be is a superhero. I want to just do as much as I can do to really just benefit the next person closest to me and just have that that passion and that energy move on through that person. So the fact that you are in prison, does that prohibit you from running for political office? No. Doesn't. Okay. So um, is, is the petition process, has it started yet? Yes, I I did start the petition process. Um, I got a group of volunteers, and we're all going to start hitting the streets. Okay. So, uh, you know, you're up against somebody who has a lot of money. Does that intimidate you? No, not at all. Um, Literally, that's expected. Like I said, a lot of the politicians are millionaires. A lot of the politicians are in there because they were placed in there. So this isn't something that I'm not familiar with. This isn't something that I'm not ready for or prepared for. This is the people's agenda. And regardless if I don't win the primary, I will continue on as a third party into the actual general elections. And even if that doesn't go, I will continue to push the people's agenda and we'll continue to push the people's agenda until the people's agenda gets heard. And do you think the people's agenda is not being heard now by City Hall? Yes. Okay. Um, If it was being heard by City Hall, we wouldn't still see redlining. We wouldn't still see a lack of opportunity. We still wouldn't see more funding going towards the police department's militarized weapons instead of fixing our roads and um, repairing the general service vehicles that we have as well as purchasing new general service vehicles as we know that Albany is really big on snowstorms. Kathy Sheen said that politicians cannot predict or, or anything like that for storms. They can't predict for natural weathers, but we can prepare for them. And one of the things that we have seen is our city not preparing for the natural disasters that can transpire. The same thing, the reason why when you're walking around this city, you can see giant trees just pulled up 
you see so many different utilities poles split. I see on 3rd and I believe that's Livingston and North Lake. There's literally one of the traffic light poles is pulled halfway out of the ground, and it's just that way. You know, there's a number of African-American elected officials. Do you think that they're serving their constituency successfully? Like I said before, um, when we see the same things happening over and over and over again, expecting different outcomes, that's called insanity. We will not see a change in our political system until we put a change in our political system. We can't continue to elect politicians and expect politicians to do anything other than politics. We need to elect community members who will put the community first. So we have just a couple of minutes left, Lucy. If somebody wants to get involved with your campaign, uh, contact you, uh, how, how can they reach you? You can email me at LukeForbesForMayor at gmail.com, or you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LukeForbes, L-U-K-E-E-F-O-R-B-E-S. So you're in, you're in this for the long term, right? Yep. Now, has anybody your age ever run to mayor before. In the city of Albany, not that I know of. I'm twenty six. Okay. This will be this will be great. And um unfortunately by the time the primary happens it, it, the pandemic might might still be raging and I hope that everybody who decides to run for elected office We'll have the opportunity, whether it's getting on the ballot or meeting people. I think I think the pandemic is creating hardship for good government. Would you agree? Yes, I definitely agree. So give out your contact information one more time. And my contact information is Lukey Forbes for Mayor at gmail.com, and you can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Lukey Forbes, L-U-K-E-E-F-O-R-B-E-S, like the magazine. I hope that you will come back on Focus of me as you campaign and to talk about your perspective and visions. Would you do that? Yes, definitely. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Um, if you like this show, like us on Facebook. Bye.